Hello and welcome to the Coach's Cup. I am Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching and today I have as our guest coach Dr. Allison Anderson who is a certified relationship coach for both men and women, right? I just learned that. Yeah, predominantly women, but I do have some men that come into my world and I'm happy to help them through all the same issues because really they turn out to be human issues, not just male or female is what I've found. Yes, no, I I think you're exactly right. I think sometimes we feel more comfortable coaching just women or men coaching just men, but at the end of the day, all of our issues tend to be human issues. Yeah, the human brain, it's always there. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. Yeah. Anything else you want to tell us about your coaching? You said relationship coaching, so... Yeah. So that's my, my primary focus is relationship coaching. And my primary um, niche of clients really is comprised of high achieving women. Mm-hmm. So I've sort of dabbled around with, am I just coaching doctors? Um, because I'm a cardiothoracic anesthesiologist and it just seemed like, oh, these are my people. But what I've really found is that all high achievers and all high achieving women really do have so many commonalities. And so for me, it felt really good to open that up, not just coaching doctors, but I coach lots of nurses and other women in medicine and then other high achievers, like in legal fields, CEOs, entrepreneurs, all of that kind of stuff. So I do coach lots of high achievers, mostly women, um, on predominantly their relationships. And I'm super excited to be doing that. In addition to, I still have a clinical practice, um, in my medical career. So I do both. Awesome. All right. Well, then you are very qualified for our topic today, uh, which is overworking as buffering. Mm-hmm. Where I, you know, many times we're our own first clients. Were you your first client? Yeah, you know, I love that. I love thinking about it in that way because really, any issue to be worked through with an actual client is probably something that we've worked through on our own, and yeah. we tend to sort of focus our niches on things that we know. And so, for sure, one of my sort of first inklings that like I was maybe living out of alignment with what I really wanted was when I realized how much I was overworking when I was married to my first husband. Mm -hmm. And I sort of told myself, well, I'm just building my medical practice. I'm just building my career. This is all a good thing. But when I really started to look at it, I wasn't working to the degree that I was just for the joy of it and for the career success. Mm-hmm. I was working that much because I didn't want to be home with my husband at the time. Yeah. I was trying to escape the problems. And so that was a really interesting thing to kind of realize. Um, it was sort of coming to terms with where I was lying to myself, lying to myself about what I was doing in my career, which I do, you know, I love my medical career and I wouldn't change that, right. but I was lying to myself about how much I loved it <laughs> or how much I wanted to be at the <laughs> hospital. Like, let's just take call every day. This is fun. Like it's not fun. And so it gave me a lot of insight into, oh, there's something more to this that I need to look at in my marriage. And that's really what started my whole process into becoming a client of coaching and then yeah. eventually becoming a coach myself was my first marriage and what a catalyst that was for all of my self-awareness and personal development. Yeah. Well, when we were pre pre gaming, I told you that, that, that was my MO and my first marriage too, that I was, and, and, you know, the same idea I was younger, I was building a career. Um, 
there were lots of good reasons to be away from home and working. And so I, I was taking advantage of those, right? Yeah. So when you're, when your clients, when they come to you, do they realize that they're, have they already made that connection in their brains that they are overworking as a buffer or is that something that you all come to together? You know, I think that most clients don't realize when they're using overworking as a buffer. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, and you probably can relate to this. Most clients come to us and they don't even really know like what this buffering thing is, or they don't necessarily recognize when it's something that's um, very commonly like used as a buffer, like food or alcohol or smoking Mm -hmm. clients that do those things to not feel their feelings are tend to be a little bit more aware of that because there's like a societal message that like, are you eating your feelings? Are you drinking to escape the day? So people doing those buffers tend to have some awareness, but a lot of my clients that are such high achievers come to me and they don't realize that working excessively has anything to do with their unhappiness in their life or with their relationship or anything else. A really interesting example that I mentioned to you when we were talking right before this was I had a male client very early on in my coaching practice, which is, you know, not necessarily my norm, but, um, he was a great client and he was overworking because he was unhappy in his marriage. But for men, especially Mm -hmm. that overworking is just seen as what they do as Mm -hmm. providing as important as really acceptable. Um, Some of my other, you know, top offenders, quote unquote, for overworking as a buffer have been um, female surgeons who are like, well, this is what I have to do to maintain my career. I got to, you know, keep up. I got to do all the things. But really, they weren't doing it because they had to or wanted to. They were doing it to escape from mostly their unhappiness in their current relationships. So the Mm -hmm. insight about overworking um, as a buffer is pretty low among Mm -hmm. most people, I would say. Yeah, that's what I figured, because I mean, we are as a society, we celebrate people who work hard, right? That's the whole American dream. You work hard, you build this career that you can be proud of. For women, maybe not to the point of um, working through family time that, you know, that's where the, the story kind of gets messy. But that that seems so um, positive. Right. Right. And I mean, it does have some positive effects, right? Like Mm -hmm. building an amazing career or financial stability. So I think for those reasons, it's also more socially acceptable. But when it comes down to it, if you hate yourself or your marriage or some aspect of your life, there really isn't that big of a difference between whether you're buffering with overwork or you're buffering with like drugs. It's just that we as a society judge the people using drugs as a crutch Yes. And you don't as much judge the people using work as a crutch. So it's just a really interesting thing to start to like untangle in your brain. Yeah. Like all of them are forms of buffering and all of them are inviting us to look into what's really underlying it. So let's say our listeners are are hearing you talk about this and they're thinking, huh, could that be what I'm going through? What are some of the ways you lead your clients into an awareness and then and then what? Yeah. So, I mean, I love to ask questions as we do as Mm -hmm. coaches, right? It's like all the questions, the quality Mm -hmm. of the questions determine the quality of the answers a lot of times. Um, And I love to ask really simple questions like, why are you doing that? 
And, you know, why is your schedule what it is? Mm -hmm. Why are you putting in so many hours or why are you doing any other particular thing? And a lot of people have never considered what the answer to those questions are. Or a lot of people use sort of the, you know, way that their career is set up to be like, oh, this is just what I have to do. So I'm just doing what everybody does. They don't actually question it. So I love to start with, you know, if, if I see that like overwork or anything is some kind of a buffer um, for my clients, I love to start with like, but why are you doing this really? And keep asking, okay, but why? And then they'll give some kind of an answer. Like while I'm working all these hours, because this is just what surgeons do. Okay. But why are you doing it? Yeah. Well, you know, and so it just, it kind of, you uncover each layer of what's really going on for them. And then I love to tell my clients with literally any topic, just because you uncover the awareness and just because you get honest with yourself, doesn't mean you have to do anything about it mm-hmm. because a lot of people, especially with relationship examples, they will be scared to tell themselves the truth of what's really going on because then they think they immediately have to change it. Right. And if you're a high achiever, like most of my clients, they're very action focused. So mm-hmm. they think that if they admit to themselves, oh, I'm overworking. Oh, my relationship's not going the way I want it to. Oh, I'm unhappy with this, that they're going to immediately have to take action to change it. And so I love to always give the caveat, like, hey, you can just be honest about this with yourself and you can do nothing about it now. And you can just literally never change it if you don't want to. But the awareness piece will transform something because yes. at least you're in integrity with yourself and being honest with yourself. Yeah. So that's kind of one of the big points that I love to coach my clients on is like, just because you realize that you're doing something that you don't really want to be doing doesn't mean you actually have to stop. Right. Oh, I love that because I, I coach high achieving women as well. In fact, I would, I would say that it's mainly high achieving women who are looking for coaching. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, that I, I see a lot of that as, as well. And that idea that we are action driven is so true. You know, I've got to, I've got to change. I've got to turn 180 degrees just because I realized this now. And, uh, and that's, yeah, awareness is the key, but it doesn't mean you have to turn the car on a dime or at all. Right. And I think we think like, oh, once I identify a problem, if I solve the problem, that's what makes me feel better. Yeah. But a lot of the time, like more than half the battle is just being honest with yourself and being in integrity with yourself. Because when you're not really being truthful with Mm -hmm. yourself, you just feel kind of icky and you don't really know why. So you're like, oh, it must be because I need to change X, Y, and Z external thing. And that'll make it better. But really the most important component is just the honesty with yourself. So really, you know, identifying, Hey, I'm like working a ton because I don't like being around my husband. Mm-hmm. Just telling yourself that without changing anything about it can make you feel a little bit lighter and yeah. a little bit better because it's the honesty with yourself. Oh, absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. So how do you, do you take them through steps to once they're in integrity with themselves, do you do things to help them open up? Um I'm thinking like a lot of times I will help my, my clients by suggesting journaling and meditation to kind of open up and really start listening to themselves. Because one of those things with action oriented folks is we get so into action that we kind of forget that we are a whole being. 
So are there steps that you, that you work on with them? Yeah. I, I use some of those same things that you mentioned, like journaling, meditation, And I do find like so many of us high achievers, we are so action oriented and Mm -hmm. we achieve for the sake of achieving Mm -hmm. that we almost don't really even know what we want underneath that. Yeah. All we know is that, oh, like achieving is good and it feels good. And I get a lot of praise. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's what we get high on, right. Is achieving. And so, um, and a lot of us, even from childhood, like we've developed this pattern of like, oh, if I do X, Y, and Z accomplishment, my family will praise me. Mm-hmm. And as a child, we're just looking for like, how do I stay, you know, safe in this world? And how yeah. do I stay, you know, connected to the people that are supposed to take care of me? Mm-hmm. And for those of us that are high achievers, it's usually be because partially we've been really praised for things like that from a young age. Yeah. And so in adulthood, we sort of are on this quest to achieve, achieve, achieve for the sake of achievement. And we forget to like even, or we don't even know how to check in with what we really want. And so it's really important for a lot of my clients to start to reconnect to themselves and their true desires. I do a lot of work on reconnecting to like your true desires, your essence, your intuition. Mm -hmm. For me, intuition was something that was like blocked. Like I didn't have any, I was like, I don't even know like how to tap into myself, what I know, what's deeply true for me. I got no clue. Cause all I'm doing is like, I'm doing my achievement over here. Mm -hmm. And so for my clients, when they sort of are having this realization that like, Hey, there's something going on here. Like I'm not happy in my marriage. I'm overworking to compensate. I'm whatever else, um, that going within and getting quiet, and tapping back into their true essence is key. So that's journaling, that's meditation. Sometimes that's just like being quiet. Like I love the activity of like, can you just go on a walk and you're not looking at your iPhone how many or your iWatch, how many steps have I taken? I got to achieve that. Mm-hmm. You're not listening to a podcast and trying to multitask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not like, let me just quick study this, you know, thing for this course I'm taking while I walk. Mm-hmm. Like we love that multitasking oh, yeah. and there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with it always, but when we're looking to really reconnect to like what we want, who we are, our truth, then going on a walk with nothing to distract you from your thoughts mm-hmm. is a really interesting exercise for a lot of my clients or driving home from work. Yeah. Like if you're, you know, doing a little commute, no radio, not going to listen to music, not going to listen to the book on tape. None of the things listen to your brain. Yes. And when you get still some of that, like essence and truth comes up and that can be a really helpful thing. Yeah, no, I, I love those things. And in fact, I've talked with our listeners before. I used to have about an hour and a half commute to the university where I taught and th- I would practice that on a weekly basis, you know, just having some quiet time because you're right. It's always, can I get this book? Can I listen to this, you know, podcast? Can I catch up on all of these things? You feel like your drive has to be productive. And sometimes getting quiet is absolutely the best thing. Yeah, I so agree. And that's how we kind of start to like recognize, okay, what do I really want? What do I want in my career? What do I want in my relationship? What do I want for my life? We lose so much of that along the way in our, you know, careers and families and all the things that we do. And so I think it's a really um, key, crucial thing to tap back in. And it's hard sometimes, like it's uncomfortable, you know, you're like, I don't want to sit here with my thoughts or, 
or I don't even know what I like and don't like anymore. And I don't want right. to figure it out because that seems like, what if I do it wrong? You know, we put all this pressure. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, I recently actually um, had another coach um, teaching about like this activity to kind of figure out like, what are you really attracted to? And that lights you up and like any mm-hmm. little thing you see, whether it's like a magazine article, a picture, like some story you read, whatever, yeah. if that like sparks something in you, save that. And I've been having such a hard time still doing that activity. I'm like, I don't know what lights me up. I don't know. Let's see. Does Is it this? Is it this? Like, is this okay? Is this the right answer? And it's just so, it's so crazy how we really lose that connection from ourselves a lot of the time. I, I agree completely. I, I was doing an exercise like that and I was teaching it to, um, to some of my clients in a course that, that I was teaching. And as I was doing it, you know, I, I did it before I taught it to them, but I have a story that I am an introvert and it's true that I do prefer quiet rather than, you know, going out and meeting new people. I'm not the person who's going to talk to you on the plane. If <laughs> if we sit down <laughs> together, I'm going to open a book. But when I started really thinking about it, what I realized was teaching and talking before groups of people like standing up and teaching people in a group is what really sets me on fire, getting them discussing and having ideas of their own, which, you know, happened as a professor, but that was the thing that energized me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I would have realized that if I just held on to that story that I'm an introvert, because the story that I'm an introvert didn't open a space for that. You can't be an introvert and like to stand up and talk to a bunch of people, right? So it's not compatible. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it was interesting doing that exercise and really thinking about it because it was contrary to what I was letting myself believe. Mm, So interesting. I think that's so true of like any sort of label or story Mm -hmm. that we kind of hold on to about ourselves. Like, you know, it's important to have some kind of a framework maybe to like have insight and self-awareness. But when we get so tightly connected to like, I am this, or it's only this way, um, it really can hinder us. And I see that so much like with this overworking thing that people really hold on to, well, I'm a doctor, I'm an attorney. This is just what we do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's no space in there for questioning. Like, is that true for you? And is that really what you want? Or are you buffering with it? Yeah. And sometimes the cultural piece just adds to that, helping us hold on to it a little bit more. Well, I have to do this if I want tenure or if I want to make partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That rigid structure of, of so many parts of our society and, and they can yeah. really be questioned and that's what's yeah. so fun. Like yeah. we get to make it all up and that's exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Anything else that you want to to share with us about how you work with your clients or the steps that they could take or our listeners could take as they're moving through this journey? Yeah. So I think just the number one thing with anything that you're doing in your life is to really check in with yourself and ask why. And like, what is the reason truly? And is it because of a thought that someone put in your mind, you know, 30 or 40 years ago when you were a child? And now it's become your belief that this is just what we do. This is what I should do. Is it 
um, sort of a cultural practice of your career that like, this is just the way, um, is it what you truly want to be doing? Like, are you doing what you're doing because of enjoyment? And if not, why are you doing it? And, and what's standing in the way of you, like really doing what you want to be doing. So I think that just kind of asking yourself why Mm -hmm. is the first checkpoint of literally anything that you're doing in your life. And then again, that piece of like giving yourself permission, Hey, I can recognize that I'm doing something that's out of alignment with me. Mm-hmm. And I can just admit that to myself and I can just never change it if I don't want to, or I can change it later when I desire. I think that permission piece is really, really key. Yeah. And then, you know, for anybody that I work with in, as far as their relationships, um, I always like them to sort of assess like the state of their relationship. And that includes like how much conscious effort and time they're putting into it. Mm -hmm. And that can be a really good way and kind of an eye-opening exercise for a lot of my high achievers who don't really think to themselves that overworking is a problem. But when they do a little audit of like how much intentional time do they spend with their partner? They're like, oh yeah, I'm like at work almost all of the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling myself that I have to be but like, maybe I don't. And so that can also be a good place is like, look at how you're spending your time. And is that what you want to be doing? And why are you doing it? Awesome. And if they do those things, and then they decide they would like to get coaching from you, where can they find you? Yeah, so I am on both Instagram and Facebook at Allison Anderson Coaching. And that's also my website, AllisonAndersonCoaching.com. Um, I do have a private Facebook group for high achieving women who want to talk all things relationships. That's called Up Level Your Relationships, and it can be found on the Facebook. Um, and so if people want to come and check that out and hang out with me there, I would be delighted. Thank you so much, Allison. I have enjoyed this this topic. Like I think a lot of women are doing it without realizing it. And there's just not that they have to change it, but there's just so many opportunities. Like you said, being in integrity with yourself can mm-hmm. change everything on its own, give you more energy, just so many areas that that, that can help if you just make that one shift of awareness. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And you know, life is too short to just go through the motions and rinse and repeat stuff that we don't actually want to be doing. So I encourage everyone to really just check in with themselves and figure out, you know, is this what you want? Or are you wasting your time doing things that you don't actually want? Yeah. And you can stop that at any point. There's no magic age with that. Right. It's never too late. (laughs) Exactly. All right. If you are looking for coaching from me, you can find me at soniagreencoaching.com. You can also comment on this topic on our Facebook page, the Coaches Cup podcast Facebook page. Uh, We would love to hear if you feel like you might be buffering when you're overworking. Um, so just come on over and a lot of people like to to comment on our episodes and I would love to hear that because I like I said I think it's definitely something I recognize that I used to do um, I didn't recognize it while I was doing it but looking back I know that I was that I was doing that mm-hmm. all right well thank you again Allison thank you so much Sonia it's such a pleasure to be here all right we'll see you next week